0: McKinney Favelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series, empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President CEO of McKinney Favelle, and today is January 28th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined today by two guests. You know what? We're going to continue on this COVID challenge and how to navigate through it series and I'm joined by two guests today, Derek Glade of Taffytown. Hello, Derek. Happy Friday to you.
1: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here with you.
0: Thank you for joining us on the podcast. And I also have AJ Corey with K-Paul. Hello, AJ. How are you? Hi, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me today. I'm doing quite well. Thank you guys for joining the podcast today. And and uh, listeners out there, as you know, we have this series on how to navigate through all the challenges with COVID and COVID-related. And, COVID related. and uh, these two gentlemen, uh, <laughs> they have been in the thick of it. Uh, so, Derek, you uh, you own a, a taffy company, which I love the name, by the way. Uh, taffy Town, it's, it's a, a really, really cool name for... Uh, taffy company. So based out of Utah there and AJ, uh, coming from a supplier to a lot of food manufacturers out there. Uh, I think you can give also a good perspective, but you know, and Derek, I chose taffy because as a kid, I always loved taffy. It's a, it's a great little treat. So I don't know how you not eat all the taffy that, uh, you guys make, but, um, you know, it's it's good stuff. And I'm sure all of our listeners out there sit there and go, gosh, I do. I remember being on the beach and going to that little store. But uh, maybe it would be cool. Derek, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of Taffy?
1: Sure. would be happy to. Yeah. Thankfully, there are people like you all over in the world that keep us in business, right? So yeah. that's a good thing.
0: Even as an adult. <laughs>
1: But yeah, uh, ta- taffy, uh, maybe just a little bit of the history on it is, you know, it really has become known as an, uh, an iconic American, uh, classic confection mostly because it was born out of, uh, I-, I should say the term saltwater taffy specifically was born out of, uh, the Atlantic city area uh-huh. over a-, a hundred years ago now, more like the you know, turn of the last century when, uh. There was, uh, the, the legend is that there was a guy, James Bradley, who owned a small confectioner shop um, that sold taffy. But after a an intense uh, storm that passed through, I don't know if it was a hurricane uh, grade or not, but it had kind of flooded out the area, uh, including his shop. And, you know, the next day, uh, almost jokingly, you know, he just he put up a sign and, and started advertising that he had saltwater taffy for sale. And it just kind of became stuff of legend and, and uh, something fun and, and iconic to to go there and buy whenever you're in Atlantic City. And it caught on very fast all over the United States that anywhere by the seashore or beachside, um, you would you'd find famous saltwater taffy. That's cool, and you know my family, having you know settled here in the Salt Lake area, uh, the city of the Great Salt Lake for a long time. Uh, that's that's kind of how we got our start into the business. Cool, and my great grandfather, you know, just took a chance and uh, invested what little money he had at the time, and started making peppermint chews out of his wife's kitchen, and selling them on a wholesale basis to shops around town. and that's really how our, our company was was born. So
0: Yeah, and you you, uh, you guys actually changed the name, uh, what about 10, 15 years ago to Taffytown?
1: Yeah. In fact, it's been maybe even a little longer than that. Almost about 25 years or more back, uh, we found ourselves for a long time prior, we were a full line candy manufacturer into chocolates and jellies and and other things as well, other than taffy. Um, But when we found ourselves uh, exclusive once again, and just making saltwater taffy, we had a lot of uh, huge demand uh, just for that product. We make a, a fantastic uh, taffy and yeah, we, we decided to change our name from Glade Candy Company uh, to Taffy Town. We thought it was a fun, clever name at the time. It really is, uh, AJ.
2: Uh, don't you agree? That, that? I I yeah, <laughs> I agree, and I agree. You also make a fantastic taffy product. <laughs> I've I've been fortunate enough to come to your guys' new facility and and try some of your products and sit down with you, Derek. And it's it's a really really cool cool place. You guys make a really excellent product.
1: Well, thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it.
2: AJ, what's your favorite flavor of taffy? So I'm a weirdo. Okay. Um, I really like uh, the non-fruit flavors. So like the coffee flavors Uh or the chocolate flavored taffies. Wow. Um, I'm just like not a big like fruit in uh, candy or dessert kind of guy.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, because I would go pepper. I mean, there's several. I mean, I'm not going to turn down a a piece of taffy. Um, And I've been in your shop, uh, Derek, and, and there's a lot to choose from. But I do also like your sours. Uh, your sour taffy, which is pretty unique and cool. Um, yeah, the sassy and, taffy. Oh, uh, Sassy taffy. Stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. Also, another very clever name. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, Derek must have taken marketing up there in uh, college or something. Because hey, uh, we've got done some, well.
1: some new ones. AJ, just on the kind of the more savory side. You you ought to try our coconut curry taffy if you
0: have Ooh, not. You I have am in. This year. <laughs>
2: I am in. Well, hopefully you can
0: bring some next time I see you. We'll there you go. Hey, well, Derek, you know you're you're a manufacturer, and uh, maybe you can give us a perspective of some of the uh, uh, challenges that you have faced in the new COVID uh, world uh, for our listeners, uh, and and kind of how you've been able to navigate through it. Sure. I mean,
1: you know, maybe to just. Put it into a little bit of perspective, it might seem redundant because maybe our story is very similar uh, to other other companies and, and, and even other industries. But, you know, um, obviously, when, when the pandemic first hit us in early 2020, uh, so much of that economy was obviously shut down. And we were wondering what the future held for us, even in the short run with... With tourism basically coming to a halt and shopping in bulk <laughs> in that kind of a format was completely shut down and everybody was a little fearful. It, it kind of made us wonder what what we should do and how we should pivot. But you know, fortunately for for food products as well as ours, you know, we saw a quick bounce back in passing months and it just never let up. Uh, and and so demand and 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 and. You know, in that regard, business has been good, thankfully. Um, but the challenge really is, is with that increased demand for products, we're now faced with a whole other set of, of uh, concerns, right? It's how do we meet that as we are fighting on the backside of our businesses with, um, you know, issues related to HR, um, finding good uh, factory employees and keeping them and keeping them happy uh, keeping supplied with raw materials ourselves, um, you know, it, it, that, that has been a challenge and, and, and getting used to different lead times and, you know, surprise shortages here and there. Um, also just deciding, you know, what kind of appropriate measures should we take? When should we take them uh, to ensure workplace health and safety, yeah. you know, amid all this pandemic? That's, that's also something that's just always on our minds. So you know for me you know on the specializing in the sales and marketing front of our business, it's uh, always trying to figure out where best to pivot our our marketing and development efforts as well and and, and trying to stay on the forefront of that so mm-hmm. you know those really I think highlight our challenges that we face today because it, it is extremely difficult uh, finding uh, factory work yeah uh, employees employees for factory work and and, uh, just ensuring that we have that and, and material to, to keep us going.
0: Absolutely. And I think you could probably attest to the first three weeks of this year. And with, uh, the spread of Omicron, uh, the, the challenge of keeping workers safe and keeping them, uh, in, in production is probably uh, a big challenge that you've seen.
1: Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, we, we, for a while there, we were without masks in the factory, uh, through the middle of last year. And it was just, you know, another measure we felt we needed to take going back to masking up during this surge. And, uh, you know, it, it comes with its, uh, resistance, uh, as well, and no one's ever really happy about it. It's, it's hard to, uh, to manage a team yeah. in general in these times.
0: Exactly. So. Well, and we'll touch on it in just a minute, but you're also the uh, president of the Western Candy Associations, and, and what's the same strength in numbers, and we'll talk a little bit in just a minute about the Western Candy Association, the conference, and, and uh Uh, a little bit about it and the benefits of being a part of it. So strength in numbers, I guess the warriors say that, right? Strength in numbers. I know you guys are like Barry guys, stop it. Um, Let's shift over to AJ and, you know, being a supplier to a lot of these food manufacturers, uh, maybe just a little bit about your company, what you do, and, and some of the ways you've been able to help some of these folks.
2: So uh, we at K-Paul, we actually primarily are a surface treatment company, and we also do some color and flavor work. With our surface treatment work, much like Derek on the bulk side of things, we got really, really beat up with regard to uh, you know bulked panned almonds and the things that you'd seen in the chocolate aisle at Sprouts. Fortunately for us, as we were getting beat up and, and volumes were going down, we were able to... Uh, see what was happening in the supply chain and adjust our forecasts to make sure that we had um, product on hand for the customers when they started coming back, because we knew that lead times were getting longer and longer and longer. And while we've been able to adjust to that pretty well, um, Mike, I'm pretty sure you could attest to this on the commodity side of things. Nothing is consistent and nothing is for sure. So uh, you know we're seeing a lot of pressure uh, on the oil side. We're seeing a lot of pressure. On uh, commodity acids um, th- that we do a lot of business in, so it's it's been tough. But a lot of what we've done uh, with our customers is, uh, and, um, you know, we've had to do this with with everybody, big and small, is educate them on, on what's going on, uh, what's happening in the market with commodities, and how it's going to impact them. Um, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of things nowadays cost more. But uh, with that education and 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 the communication that we've been able to to roll out to to the industry. We've really minimized disruptions to production uh, with our client base. yeah. And we haven't had to surprise anybody with these huge jumps in pricing because uh, if something's happening, they know it's coming down the pike. Excellent.
0: Yeah. And, and you bring up a very good point. And, and we a lot of people in the food industry know that uh, communication partnerships, uh, they they matter a lot. And being able to have that communication and uh, understand each other and, and do business together, it's it's really important to make sure everybody has success. And, and, and I'm going to bring you back in here, Derek, because uh, one of the conferences that I love to go to for so many reasons is the Western Candy Conference. And it's not just because you guys spread candy across every table and my kids come and and uh, they fill their bags, and it's so much fun. And they just think it's just awesome. And and uh, they get to meet uh, the the king of jelly beans. And uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just a really uh, really great conference, family-oriented conference, partnered. Or, uh, oriented conference. And, um, since you're the president of the Western candy association, why don't you just tell those listeners that aren't familiar with Western candy association and the conference, uh, what is the organization and and how does it help the industry?
1: Sure. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome conference and I agree with you. It's, uh, one of my favorite things to look forward to each year, uh, that I attend. Um, and and it's a fantastic venue uh, as as a manufacturer of candy to stay in closer contact with my suppliers, and uh, and you know it's just another effective tool in in helping us do that and keeping a closer eye on on commodities and those relationships and peer to peer relationships within the industry. But you know t- to to maybe provide a little bit of background. Uh, well, it's a uh, it's a nonprofit, uh, completely volunteer led association with a rich and, and lengthy history for small and mid sized manufacturers here in the US, mostly Western states based companies uh, and our vendor companies. And, you know, really its founding took place, if I recall, it was nearly a century ago. Don't quote me on the year, I can't recall. <laughs> uh, but it was on the basis of organizing the industry to lobby for and have a voice for the candy industry in the West, particularly in the state of California. Uh, I believe, as I recall at the time, there was a concern on taxation for certain goods and candy in the state and uh, executives of chocolate makers and candy makers alike got together on this issue and founded the organization. So that's our roots. And, And to this day, you know, we remain organized for that purpose to be a voice for our industry in the West. Uh, and we also center around holding a conference annually each spring to promote innovation, um, to to build relationships uh, as we learn from one another, and also, you know, just to celebrate together what it is being yeah. involved in the candy industry. I mean, what better industry could we ask to be a part of? Um, and so it, you know, we're coming up on a a milestone next year in 2023, it'll be our 80th anniversary for the conference. Holy cow. You know, my, my family business, uh, you know, as it was already said, it's a very family oriented type conference where, you know, you bring the wife, you can bring the kids. Uh, we've had a history of being members and attending on and off for decades. And, and I, myself, I've been attending every year now for, I think the last eight years, uh, with my wife and sometimes my kids it's it's just uh you know it's speaking about it doesn't doesn't do it much justice uh but y- you really do find the best of people in the association and it's just uh, a genuine camaraderie amongst would-be competitors in the marketplace yeah. um, in an effort to strengthen the industry together
0: yeah, and I've seen that. It, it, it every time I've gone, it's absolutely that. And uh I think AJ has a good perspective and we'll hear from him in just a second, but just from 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 our perspective being a member, uh watching the collaboration, watching just the education and and really just having people uh have a little bit of fun too. <laughs> You know, most conferences, AJ <laughs> is going to laugh really hard because he and I both go to these conferences where there are drag outs and you in the conference and you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a conference where you're it's still a ton of benefit, but it's um, it's more back how businesses uh, and that collaboration used to be. So, AJ, do you
2: have any perspective? Yeah, it's, it's really great. Yeah. You know, it's from a supplier perspective. It's a really great opportunity to meet with the companies that you're already doing business with in a top-to-top fashion. You know, there's a lot of decision makers and and owners and operators of these small and mid-sized companies, which is really refreshing. As you know, everybody is busy, especially in this day and age. And Western Candy is just a really great opportunity to be in a relaxed environment and kind of put everything else aside and have these conversations that you need to have in just a very casual uh, manner. Um, I do want to address two things. Um, so, Mike, the candy on the tables is a spectacle of the best kind. <laughs> I wanted to chime in. It is it is amazing. I think my first uh, Western was in 2018, and I walked in, and as, you know, an elder millennial yeah. in his late 30s, I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, what's going on? And then, Derek, I, I wholly agree with you. Just talking about it doesn't do it justice. It is uh, an event and an organization that people should be so proud to be a part of and participate in. It is, um, it is one of the things in the industry that gives me life and makes me so happy to be a part of it. Yeah,
0: Well, you know, and I'll tell you what, listeners out there, I, you can see the three of us there. We're going to be there. Uh, but it is March 16th through the 20th in, yes, Scottsdale, Arizona. So if, especially folks in the Northeast yeah. or the upper Midwest, you got to get out of town, come see us, come, come uh, enjoy and uh, learn and collaborate uh, at the Western Candy Conference. And, and Derek, where, where would they go to register and become a member of the Western Candy Conference?
1: So all things information, you just need to go to westerncandyconference.org. That's easy. You go to westerncandyconference.org there, you can find uh, you know, our home base for our membership. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a, a closed website, if you will, but there's buttons there and guides that'll tell you if you're in a new wanting to join membership company, click on the join, uh, you know, or new member button and it'll walk you through how to, uh, go through and get your company set up as, as a member. Excellent. Um, Otherwise, if you're returning again and, and you are a membership company, there's another button there where it can walk you through a login process and you can learn about and register for the conference all there on the website.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, everyone, we're going to wrap this one up. I wanted to say thank you to Derek and thank you to AJ for being a part of our podcast series. And uh, hopefully everybody uh, gained a little bit of extra knowledge. Oh, and and at that conference, I think you're going to have a panel on COVID and challenges talking about collaboration, everything from HR to supply chain to uh, commodities to overall economic outlook. So if anything, one thing alone. Go there for that panel because that's going to be pretty cool. So we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, I want to remind everybody to live with an attitude of gratitude. Don't you dare take it for granted. And until our next podcast, have a great weekend, everybody. Take care.
2: Thanks so much for having us, Mike. Thanks.
0: Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikinihighfemme.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.